The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You are listening to Making Life Brighter on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, where we provide you with the latest information in natural healing, consciousness training, and all cutting-edge healing modalities, featuring experts in their field, including authors, musicians, and artists. Making Life Brighter is your forum for healing, inspiring, and uplifting entertainment. Here is your host, Winifred Adams. Good morning. It's a gorgeous morning on the Pacific Coast today. I'm wishing you all a beautiful day, and it's a very cold, snowy day on the East Coast today. I hope everyone's having a wonderful week so far. Welcome to Making Life Brighter Radio. I'm your host, Winifred Adams, and today we are going to go into the foundations of healing. We're going to talk about some of the work that I do and some of the work that many healers do, but what is it that can help us stay younger longer and pick back up whenever we've had a major hit or an accident or a surgery or anything that might be causing our systems to need extra boost. And what do we do to make that happen? There's so much happening in the world of technology today, and we're going to go through all of that today. But first, I want to begin with something we left off with last week. And last week, we were talking about Again, modalities of healing, and we were talking about extreme healing and some really miraculous stories of, of the spirit entities from John of God coming and visiting someone that I was working with and how that can affect people and the saints coming. And, you know, they always say, you're never really alone. And I think that's totally true. We're never really alone. We just can't see and hear those other dimensional frequencies that are around us. And for the people that don't believe that and think that's all new agey woo-woo, then my question would be, why do you pray? And who do you pray to? Because we're technically, we're in this together. And it's so evident when you get into healing work and you do it in depth that not only are the true healers never the doer. Even John of God says that. I'm not the doer. I don't do it. They're basically borrowing me for a while. <laughs> and, and it's true. They are. And I know I've had, had that feeling firsthand every time that I work with somebody. Many times, I honestly don't even remember some of the things that I tell people or I say to them in the middle of a session. And people then tell me later, what you said way back, whatever, totally came true. It's exactly what you said. <laughs> and, I, and I have to laugh because it is kind of funny. It's like, well, good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad it came true. Um, when you're in the moment and you're dialed in to a higher frequency of energy, you are available to spirit and to what people will call God and to the higher dimensional frequencies in the universe that are more advanced than our three-dimensional reality. 
which is technically kind of moving at this point, not just to three dimensions, but we're sort of at the 4.5 mark. And if we keep going this way, we'll be, many of us will be at the five, fifth dimensional frequency, which is very similar to the vortex down in Brazil, where John of God resides. And there are many other vortexes like that in the earth plane today. So the Grand Canyon is is a special vortex. Sedona, Arizona is a special vortex. They'll be shifting. And as we go forward in time, these special vortexes and what will become what they call the cities of light coming in the future will be places where there's a, a higher frequency of energy, a more subtle frequency that's more powerful and overrides our three-dimensional world that we know now. And that then makes it easier to be available to spirit as we do anything. So the joke is always when you go down to Brazil and John of God that things just manifest. It's so simple. You think of someone, they show up. You want something, it shows up. It's just constantly manifesting. And that's one of the neat lessons that people learn down there is to believe more. And when they believe, they begin to vibrate differently. When they vibrate differently, they attract to them the thing that they're vibrating. And so it's a law of science. It's not necessarily some crazy new agey woo-woo thing. It's technically scientific. And so when we're doing healing work, a true healer dials into their spiritual energy. And you can see this on some of the pictures they're doing at the um, the eye mapping institute, and what they're doing is they're taking photos of healers in one room, and the subject in another room, and they're able to prove the energy differential that's happening, and the healer changes color, and the subject also changes color to equal that of the healer's energy. That's the subject and trains to the healer's energy. Now, they've been doing studies for years with plants, and anyone that's dialed into plants knows that plants are sentient beings. Everything on this planet has a vibrational frequency and a consciousness, even a rock. So what they've been doing in studies is they've been clipping off a portion of a plant in one room. And a plant, a similar plant in another room has a reaction, and they can measure it. So technically, they can feel it. And when they feel it, they recognize basically what's happening is a wave of energy is traveling through time and space. An intentional frequency or vibratory frequency is affecting something else. And I've found this to be true very subtly in the work that I do. So when I'm working on someone, for example, I'm healing their energy field, but I'm calling in a more subtle energy field and getting myself personally out of the way and allowing that greater energy field to move through me to assist that person. Now, I don't tell it what to do. I watch it. I watch what's happening to the person and adjust accordingly. And so, like the plants, for example, when people come, they say, for example, 
I have this pain in my arm. I have this pain in my shoulder. I have this pain in my body. You say, well, let's get rid of that pain. And we work on the pain either through tapping, through remote healing, which is an energy, uh, kind of a Reiki-type system, but it's, it's using the understanding of what's imbalanced in the other person, and that's a skill. You advance that skill, you learn that skill, or you're born with that skill. I was born as an empath and could feel what everyone else around me was feeling. So that became natural to me. And for a long time, I didn't know why other people didn't feel this. And I couldn't understand why other people would act the way they do. Because if you could feel it, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't want to receive that. So as someone who's in training to another field of energy, you begin to realize where the imbalances are. As you put focus to it, the energy that comes through you begins to level out the imbalance in the person. And people, people's pain can go away instantly. It's not something they need to live with. So folks that come in that are confused, disoriented, in pain, suffering in some way, all of that can be alleviated by entraining to a sweeter energy field. So what does that tell us? If you're entraining to a sweeter energy field, you're stilling your body, you're coming to a sweet spot, and the more you relax, the more your heart opens, and they've proven in science that your heart is 10,000 times more powerful than your brain. But now what they're proving is that your gut has a brain and your gut's brain is that much more powerful than your brain. And in the world of healing, for example, there was a fellow that I spoke to the other day and he said, my wife is suffering. She's not responding to antibiotics anymore. She has a lung problem. She's got all these issues. She can't. She's just failing, essentially. And I said to him, you know, in the world of Chinese medicine, they don't treat the actual area. They treat, generally speaking, um, an element in the body. And they, they balance out the elements, like Ayurveda balances out certain things. Chinese medicine balances out like wood element in the body, metal element in the body, air and fire. If there's too much fire, the person has too much heat. You balance out and take out the fire, it can cool and regulate. So in this case, what he was, he was kind of um, getting at in, in Chinese medicine is that when you treat an organ, you're only looking at that one thing, and that's how our allopathic world is going today. But when you look at the colon, for example, every section of the colon represents somewhere in the body. And I said to this man, generally speaking in Chinese medicine, what they do is they treat the transverse colon for the lungs. So you would, for example, use healing herbs that might help heal the colon area 
where it's weak and things are passing through that area and or the digestive system, but primarily the transverse colon to heal the lungs or build it stronger and then maybe work on the lungs more directly. Sometimes it takes both, but most of the time. So, for example, if someone comes in with iridology, we're doing iridology, we're looking at the weakened systems in the body through the iris. And the iris will tell a story as to what systems may be out of balance. And this is not what they do when they go when you go to the eye doctor. This is different. It's looking at a map that Dr. Bernard Jensen had discovered. He was not the first person, but he was the, the main person in our era who discovered how every section of the iris is corresponding to an organ system or an organ in the body. And within that, you can see where there's a weakened system. And every system runs on particular minerals or runs on particular vitamins and an energy frequency. So when when you take an herb to correct a problem, you're asking the organ system to not only absorb the minerals that are at the base of that particular herb, but also to respond to the properties of that herb, which could be taking out heat, adding in moisture, taking out moisture, astringing a tissue, expanding a tissue, whatever is necessary. And that then will help the system to recover. So whether we're dealing with minerals or herbs, or energy work, or sound frequency healing, all of it is about shifting the balance again and helping that come into equilibrium. When I spoke with John of God in the interview that I did with him in August of 2015, and you can look up that archive on the um, Making Life Brighter website and the radio page, and you can also check it out on voiceamerica.com. But he said over and over and over again, equilibrium. We're looking for equilibrium. And that's true of everything. We're looking for equilibrium in the psyche. We're looking for equilibrium in the emotional field. We're looking for equilibrium in the energy body that surrounds a person, which goes out about 10 feet from you. We're looking for equilibrium in every single organ system. So what we want is the ability to have balance within our systems. And when someone is ill, what you're asking for with a healer is to help bring about balance. However, balance is not always someone else's responsibility. So where some people could have a miraculous healing Other people may have some heavy-duty karma, and they have to work through that. Their whole goal is to learn to bring balance to their thoughts, which then affect the chemistry, which then affect their reactions, which then affect the food choices they have, and everything in between. So once they have balance, they have the ability to heal. Sometimes when people are so ill, it's truly by grace that they heal. But it's always your intention to heal 
brings about more grace. And I've said this many times, and I've seen it over and over and over and over again with people. The people that want to heal, heal. It's much like the war veterans that come back and they've lost a leg and, you know, they could sit in depression forever. Then you see these guys get up and a year later they're running a marathon with a prosthetic leg. You're like, wow, that guy's just been through war. You know, he's been shot at. He's had this trauma. But what makes him different? Is it his genetics? Not usually. It's generally his attitude. And when we have a better attitude and a more open willingness to change, to change our thought patterns, to address our fears, to look at what holds us back, then the sky's the limit. You can do just about anything you want to do. And I've seen it. I've seen people start at age 50 who never lifted a weight in their life and went on to do marathons. I've seen people about to die and they never get there, where modern medicine might give up on that and say, well, we don't have an answer, we're done. Everything's coming to a place where in the next 50 years, sound and light healing are going to be crucial to how you experience yourself and your potential for healing. It's happening now. People are using holograms to heal. People are using energy frequencies to heal. People are using crystal beds to heal. We use the crystal bed all the time. You know, the crystal bed is one of the most beautiful tools I've ever been under. And the fact that the entities of light come and work on people through that is even more magnificent. If we only knew and could see how many angels are around us, how many spirits of light surround us, I think most of us would truly respect each other and their field much more. We'd have a much sweeter environment in life because we would understand the beauty that really surrounds us. And our insecurities would go out the window and our fears would go out the window. So when we come back, we're going to talk about our survival gear list. We're going to talk about herbs and minerals for optimum health. We're going to talk about some of the secrets of the trade. And we'll be right back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you seen Winifred's healing jewelry? See what collectors and celebrities have been adoring for decades. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning based on the energetic healing property of natural semi-precious gemstones. Whether you prefer a custom design or wish to choose something special from her handcrafted line of jewelry, all of Winifred's designs are tuned in a crystal quartz tuning bowl to the word love. Blessed stones by masters and even John of God, these healing pieces have been coveted by happy customers 
for years. With a fine eye for energy and aesthetic, Winifred brings to life the beauty within each stone and its unique healing properties. Enjoy more energy with Brazilian citrine. Protect yourself from EMFs and rebalance with tourmalines. Break unwanted patterns with beautiful appetite. Choose from a wide variety of gemstones and their healing properties. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning. Follow on Facebook at Designs by Winifred or email at info at designsbywinifred.com. You voted show host Winifred Adams Writer of the Year for her Making Life Brighter consciousness columns, Entertainer of the Year two years running for her Making Life Brighter radio show, and Humanitarian of the Year for the third year running for her healing work and work at John of God. Medical intuitive and host of the Voice America Making Life Brighter radio show, Winifred Adams is your resource for wellness and consciousness training. A master healer for 20 years with a worldwide and celebrity clientele, Winifred uses her unique gifts to help those in need with physical, spiritual, and emotional ailments or trauma. Individuals and families may book private sessions in person or via Skype worldwide. Go to makinglifebrighter.com for more information. Enjoy Winifred's monthly articles with upwards of 30,000 fans. To buy music and subscribe to her Voice America radio show, visit iTunes worldwide. Follow along on Facebook at Making Life Brighter for her latest humanitarian effort to help move elephants in South America to a free Rome sanctuary. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And you're, we're back. We're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and I'm your host, Winifred Adams. And if you guys want to check out all the archives of the different shows, you can go to makinglifebrighter.com and go to the radio tab there, and there's a player. You can also subscribe on iTunes to Making Life Brighter Radio and to Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel. And you can also find it on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel page under Making Life Brighter Radio. And we've done lots of great shows. We've had some great authors on, some scientists. We've had some all sorts of music people. We've had all sorts of different things that are of greatness in making our life brighter. So hopefully you'll go out and make somebody else's life brighter after being inspired with some of the people that we've had here as guests. And we want to influence the world in a way that's a little bit sweeter, a little bit lighter, and a little bit brighter. Last week we were talking about the survival gear list, and I've been going on about this for a while because it's near and dear to my heart. A couple of years back, I experienced the tsunami while living on the coast of California, and the tsunami from Thailand made its way over to America. And that gives you an indication of how much momentum can be in water all the way across the world. And if you've ever experienced any kind of natural disaster, you have an appreciation perhaps for the power of Mother Nature 
And, you know, she's magnificent, but she definitely can have her way with us very quickly. So when I was living on the coast, it was not only pouring buckets of rain for weeks, the hills were sliding and the water was coming over the house, hitting the house and coming over the house that I was living in. And I had buckets in the bathroom because it was leaking through the skylight. That's how big the waves were. And at that point, I thought, either I'm going to wash away or one of these waves is going to come in and that's going to be the end of me. And then I thought, well, how do I get out? I'm trapped because the road is cut off from mudslides one way and it's cut off from mudslides the other way. So now what? And it occurred to me that we need we needed to know where evacuation places were. So I called the city of Malibu and they said, oh, we don't have any. And I was a part of the CERT team. And the CERT team is the FEMA organization where residents can learn how to respond to emergencies. And so I really recommend if you haven't checked that out in your community, you should, because it's a very, very good thing to be a part of. You learn CPR, you learn search and rescue, you've got a lot of skills under your belt because you never know, you may not be the first to get rescued. You may be a while before somebody comes, and the people in Katrina found that out. Well, I took it to the sea, and the the head of the CERT team at that time said, well, we don't really have anything. And I said, how could you on the coast not have any evacuation places? You have fires, you have disasters all the time. And they said, well, we don't know. I said, okay. So I found the mayor at the time, and I said, hey, I think we need to set this up. I think we should do uh, disaster bins and we should get these sea containers and fill them up and put them in different places. So he thought that was great. and It got moved through city council and approved. And so the CERT team officially got to work. And a year later, they had, we had all the um, disaster bins filled with supplies in probably six, seven different locations along the coastline and ready to go. Within less than a year, they were used. And that really put my focus to disaster preparedness, not to mention that it was a focus in my meditation group and other places. And we really got into it. I mean, we we looked at this very, very deeply. And I have a disaster preparedness bag everywhere. And when you live out in earthquakes, like we do here, and you live on the coast where there's fires, or live anywhere where there could be disaster. Like right now on the East Coast, it's snowing cats and dogs there, and or it had been, and they have, you know, a couple feet of snow and many feet of snow in some places, and they may not be going anywhere for a little while. But are they prepared? Do they have what they need? Generally, people in the East Coast do, but many people that live on the West Coast don't. And you'd think it would be natural if you lived in an earthquake zone, but many people don't. I brought it to my community where I live, and I proposed what I had put down and the things that I thought were necessary, and we could make a phone tree within our complex and do all this stuff. No one wanted to be a part of it. No one wanted to do it. It's the nice life in California, you know? It never rains. We never really have a problem until we do. And I think people take that for granted. But in fact, being prepared is great for anything. You never know, right? So 
You have your Mophie for your phone because you might need backup energy. And most people have that now. You see people traveling with their their adapters and their backup energy packs and all that kind of thing. But are you prepared for other things? And what if something happened to you, but somebody else needed what you prepared? That's a thought, too. So maybe sometimes where your energy is placed can affect someone else. And that's kind of what I was talking about in the first segment. Under the guise of healing formally, people can be affected by energy. But an entire outcome in an event can be affected by preparing. So let's say that in time, there was to be an earthquake on earth or one was building. If enough people really put focus to preparedness, it might actually shift the outcome of that event. And that's a thought. That's something to really contemplate. That was a very conscious thought when I was doing the disaster bin program because we were having such massive earthquakes building on the coast of California. The caldera that runs from Yellowstone all the way to the edge of California was heating up. The (laughs) people's shoes were melting in Yellowstone. Things were happening, happening there where the scientists were very concerned. There was a lot of rumbling going on. And what people don't often know is that it's such a big flatbed volcano. And in that area, were it to erupt, it would cover it up to 13 states in ash. And if it did that, there would be basically an instant winter. Are you prepared? What if something to that magnitude happened overnight? Are you ready? So this got me thinking. Not just the tsunami, which woke me up firmly, and the mudslides and the inability to get out anywhere while the ocean was raging ass, but the unexpected, essentially. You know, I always used to poo-poo my dad because when he taught me how to drive... (laughs) He'd take me to the high school parking lot and make me go backwards and forwards in and out of spaces about 150 times. And it was so annoying, but it made me a really good driver. And where my squirrely teenager brain wanted to run away with it, he kept saying, what do you know? What do you know? It's your four directions and the unknown. The four directions and the unknown. And this eventually lodged in my brain. The four directions and the unknown. Okay. So, you know, you can laugh and say God or spirit or the universe has a good sense of humor. Though on our earth plane, it doesn't always feel like a sense of humor. And the unknown can happen at any time. Are you flexible? Can you bend? Can you meet the challenge? Are you fit enough to meet the challenge? Are you healthy enough to meet the challenge? And are you prepared? So what's preparedness? Well, like I said, I have a backpack in my car. I have a backpack in my bedroom. I have a backpack in the garage. I have food storage. 
am I out of my mind? No, but I'm prepared. And, you know, it's a good idea. Just like Marines, just like military people, you check your backpack from time to time. You update it and make sure that you have fresh water, you have fresh food bars, that, you know, something hasn't dripped or leaked in there, and you've got what you need. So I want to go over some of the items that I've talked about a couple of times here and invite you to consider some of these things for your own preparedness for your family. So here's some of the things that we went over before, and I want to go over a little more in-depth right now. So the essentials for any backpack, of course, and I'm going to add to this list as we go, are layered clothing. And something that I did when I prepared for all this, which I introduced to the fire department uh, in Malibu as well, clothing that I handmade myself, that I stitched together, and it's clothing that was basically developed for the people that work up in the North Pole and the South Pole, so they could technically get wet but stay warm within up to 30 below zero weather. You could fall in a river and get wet, but you'd still be warm. And so I made these crazy foam pants with kind of a polyester outer lining. And, <laughs> and I presented, presented it to them. <laughs> they wondered what this blonde lady was doing talking to them about, uh, you know, these hand-sewn polyester pants with foam in them. But it's based on that technology. So you could pay, you know, hundreds of dollars for that, or you could go get some of the specialty foam layering and polyester, and you could sew it together, and now you've got your a roll it up, stuff it in a little sack, attach it to your backpack, and go clothing. If your house got crunched in an earthquake and you didn't have anywhere to go, it can get cold at night. It can get chilly and chilly with the wind. So all these things seem silly, but they're not really silly. They're practical, and I don't think there's any anything wrong with being practical. So you need layered clothing, polyester, maybe some fleece, a waterproof shell. The worst is get being wet or staying wet. And the other thing is if you're in sun country, you don't have sunscreen or you don't have something to shade yourself with, that's another problem. So you definitely want to have a compass. You absolutely want to have drinking water. Bottled drinking water is a good idea, especially a, either a good canister, a canteen, or a plastic bottle of water, or all of the above. Um, you need some first aid. You never know what could happen, even in an earthquake. You could get cut. You could have a wound. Your next-door neighbor could be cut. They could have a wound, things like that. So you want to look at that. Um, you need bandages, maybe some Advil, antiseptic things, diarrhea medication, gauze, some scissors. I recommend scissors and a really good knife. Maybe one of the Swiss Army knives with everything on it. That would be a really great idea. A flashlight, a headlamp, any kind of food bars, something that's packaged, prepackaged. Um, maybe even some gum so that if you don't have food, you have something to chew on for a little while. That might be helpful to some people and people that have anxiety around not having food or people that don't fast periodically or don't know how to go without food, that might help. Um, an area map, a 
something you can fold up and put in there. Matches that are waterproofed. Um, sunglasses and sunscreen. You technically would want a long sleeve shirt, some quick dry pants, extra underwear maybe, maybe a vest, maybe a fleece or wool vest. Cargo pants are helpful because you can put everything in them and keep walking. Um, and were you to be in somewhere chilly, you might want some wicking long underwear. Um, sport wool is a good idea. That's a really great tool to have. Um, Under Armour is a great tool to have. Under Armour clothing, that works really well for your pack too. But remember, you have to walk with your pack, potentially. So if you have a heavy pack, it might become your exercise tool and you get used to carrying that or learning how to carry that. Maybe that's something you could use even to get fit. So outerwear, you want a face mask of some kind. I also like to have a bandana. Have a couple bandanas. They can be used for everything. They can be used to cover you from the sun. They can be used as a napkin, a handkerchief, a tourniquet, all sorts of things. Your bandana can be attached anywhere on you. It's a great thing to have. So glove liners, mittens, a neck gaiter, maybe an outer shell jacket or outer shell pants, a hat. Ooh, a hat might be really helpful. One place you, you lose the most heat is through your head. So a face or wool hat would be great. Um, waterproof gloves or mittens, something that goes over, over your liners that's waterproof. Footwear, extra shoelaces. Nobody thinks of that, but if you break your shoelace, that would be a big bummer. Um, gaiters, hiking and mountaineering socks, hiking boots, slid camp booties, maybe wicking liner socks. That would be a good idea. Again, I... I default to smart wool. It's really great. It's a great line. There's probably many kinds, even like skiing socks. What they use, they're thin, they're light, but boy, they keep your feet warm and they wick away the moisture. So your camping gear is backpack, a compression sack. So you can kind of cinch things down that maybe are clothing and you can suck it in so it's easier to carry. Some kind of cook set maybe um, and a day pack. Well, I have backpacks, but I have sort of an industrial one that goes in the car, and that's a bigger one. Dishes and utensils, a drinking cup, funnel, maybe garbage bags. And we've talked about this. Plastic baggies, Ziploc baggies. That should be like the first thing along with a solar flashlight that you throw in your bag. Plastic baggies, you need that. You need that for everything. Um, and this is kind of if you have a bigger bigger amount of preparedness. This might be to store in your garage, not necessarily take with you. But on that note, we're going to come right back. We've got more on this and I'm going to complete this video and I have more on the minerals and things we're going to use coming to help you stay younger longer. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. 
you voted show host Winifred Adams Writer of the Year for her Making Life Brighter consciousness columns, Entertainer of the Year two years running for her Making Life Brighter radio show, and Humanitarian of the Year for the third year running for her healing work and work at John of God. Medical intuitive and host of the Voice America Making Life Brighter radio show, Winifred Adams is your resource for wellness and consciousness training. A master healer for 20 years with a worldwide and celebrity clientele, Winifred uses her unique gifts to help those in need with physical, spiritual, and emotional ailments or trauma. Individuals and families may book private sessions in person or via Skype worldwide. Go to makinglifebrighter.com for more information. Enjoy Winifred's monthly articles with upwards of 30,000 fans. To buy music and subscribe to her Voice America radio show, visit iTunes worldwide. Follow along on Facebook at Making Life Brighter for her latest humanitarian effort to help move elephants in South America to a free Rome sanctuary. Have you seen Winifred's healing jewelry? See what collectors and celebrities have been adoring for decades. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning based on the energetic healing property of natural semi-precious gemstones. Whether you prefer a custom design or wish to choose something special from her handcrafted line of jewelry, all of Winifred's designs are tuned in a crystal quartz tuning bowl to the word love. Blessed stones by masters and even John of God, these healing pieces have been coveted by happy customers for years. With a fine eye for energy and aesthetic, Winifred brings to life the beauty within each stone and its unique healing properties. Enjoy more energy with Brazilian citrine. Protect yourself from EMFs and rebalance with tourmalines. Break unwanted patterns with beautiful appetite. Choose from a wide variety of gemstones and their healing properties. Designs by Winifred is fine jewelry with meaning. Follow on Facebook at Designs by Winifred or email at info at designsbywinifred.com Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions, comments, or would like to make an appointment with medical intuitive Winifred Adams, Please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook at Making Life Brighter, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. Now back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back and we're talking about preparedness. Are you prepared for a natural disaster? Are you prepared for the unexpected? And I was just going over a list of preparedness that I did formally for the city of Malibu, along with bigger items for the disaster bins we put down there, which was the first of its kind in the world as a program, by the way. That disaster bin program had never been done before anywhere in the world, and it's now set a precedent for relief. And in those disaster bins, the fire department, the local CERT team, um, and certain members of the community have the ability to get into those as needed in the, ca- in the case of an evacuation. And there are food, there's food, there's water, there's blankets, there are um, supplies of different things like chairs and things like that. There's things that are in there that make a lot of sense to helping people in an evacuation situation. Um, I would assume they have these types of things more in the 
south in the Midwest there where they have tornadoes roll through quite often. But then again, how do you outrun a tornado, right? So maybe they have a different way of doing it there. But along the coastline where it can change quickly and you can have it from a land or sea situation or fire, these disaster bins are a great place to evacuate to because they've got everything that you need. And so you too can have everything you need. And it doesn't have to be a big ordeal. You can have a backpack in your car and you can have something a little bigger at home or a few more supplies at home. But we live in a throwaway community today collectively. And everything is cheap and it's plastic. It's not the heavy-duty metal that things used to be made with, so they don't last as long. And there's a reason for that. Number one, it's cheaper to manufacture. And number two, you use it up quicker and then you need to buy another one. So that's a profitable thing. The problem is, if you really need it, it may not be good for you anymore. So definitely check the things that you purchase. I love L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean is one of my go-to places for just about everything, along with Land's End and and REI and places like that for gear. Um, Dick's Sporting Goods, too. But REI is definitely one of the best places you can go to for camping gear. L.L. Bean has some great things. I love their solar flashlights, and you can go pick up stuff like that there. I talked about Smart Wool, which is in most of these stores, and um, you can go and get Smart Wool online or at any major sporting store. So let's go through the list again for things that you might have that are a little more industrial that you might have in the garage, for example, and not necessarily in a backpack. But you'd have a backpack, a compression sack, which you could cinch things into, a cook set, a day pack, dishes and utensils, a drinking cup, a funnel. You know, you don't think of a funnel very often. But man, does that come in handy if you're outside in the wilderness or outside somewhere and you need to use a funnel for a variety of things. It can be very, very helpful. Um, Garbage bags. You might want to lift your food up off the ground. You may need to store things in it. You may need to keep things dry. You may need to carry miscellaneous things that you gather. Garbage bags are great. A ground cloth, something to lay on the ground. How about a tarpaulin? Tarpaulin's a great thing to have. Can't go wrong with tarpaulins. A lighter. Always have a lighter. If you're not a smoker, it doesn't matter. You need a lighter. And... You know, a backpack cover, something that's waterproof, and resealable plastic bags. How about a shovel and an axe? That can be really handy. Um, Here's an idea. When I grew up, we spent our time in the Adirondacks where it's very wet and rainy. And much of the time, we wanted to go outside and play But if it were pouring rain and we wanted to go camping or something, you can't build a fire because it's all wet. But how do you make a fire out of wet wood? Well, you learn to do that. Learn to do it by choosing the wood, number one, but you can also, generally speaking, cut into the wood and find a dry spot to start a fire with that. So we've done that in the past, and an axe is handy to do that with. A sleeping bag and a waterproof bag. A wet, soggy sleeping bag not only gets heavy, it can get moldy, mildewy, and you can't stay warm. So a waterproof 
cover for a sleeping bag is really handy. Sleeping bag is sitting in my garage right now. It's always in my garage, and for a while it was even my car when we were having more and more and more earthquake issues. And what I was saying in the last segment is that at one point in time when I began this, the earthquakes were rumbling. They were happening. The caldera in Yellowstone was rumbling. And I listened to a radio program from a scientist that was going to report the true findings of what was building off the coast of California. And not only did the show get interrupted, it completely went off air when he started to report the truth of the earthquakes that were building 30 times what a normal earthquake would be at that time frame. 30 times. I mean, that's what could sink all of California. That was crazy. And yet it didn't come to pass, but they took the radio show off mid-sentence on the guy. And at that point, I was like, all right, I'm out of here. I literally bought an airplane ticket in the next half an hour, and I left the state. I'm like, I'm gone. I don't care if nothing happens. With that kind of information going on and all that, I really don't need to find out. And so there were earthquakes, there were things that took place, and there were big ones that shook the house. But luckily, I think by grace, we did not experience the 30 times earthquake that they were reporting that was building off the coast there. And they're still building. But as the Pacific Rim heats up, it comes in waves, and it moves all around through the, the circuit of pressure points that give off energy as the plates move. And you can watch it on usgs.gov and places like that and see what's going on. So look for yourself and kind of research some of this. It's, it's scientific, scientifically proven, but they don't know, for example, when one is exactly going to shift yet. Maybe in the next few years they'll have that down even more and they'll tell us. But it behooves you to know on your own too. So back to preparedness. A waterproof sleeping bag is key. A sleeping pad, if you're sensitive with your back. Um, maybe a bar of soap and, and maybe a plastic Ziploc baggie, right? A bar of soap, because that can take you far if you need to. Stove and fuel, um, something you can stuff things in, in bags. Um, a tarp or a waterproof tarp, that goes back to the tarpaulin I was talking about. Maybe a tent, maybe a tent broom, tent stakes, more water bottles, water filter. You know, you, using those things that you can get at Walmart for filtering water out from parasites and things like that, water purification tablets, they're essential. All you need is a bug in your system, and it doesn't matter what you prepared with. That really is terrible. So back to personal items. Things that I like to have are batteries, comb, your ID, of course, insect repellent, lip balm, some money, just in case, pen and paper. I would say a Sharpie in paper. You'd have a double-ended Sharpie and some paper. For the CERT team, what we learned is we'd have to take chalk before we went into a building and write on the walls what we found. You know, there was in our training, for example, if we had so many people that were wounded, to what degree they were wounded, if we had people that were deceased, that way the fire department could come in after us and take a look and know before they enter the building what was in there and what was happening. So that was something that's really handy. And let's say you had to leave a note on something, having a large Sharpie 
with a double-ended tip to it, a smaller, finer end to write with, and a big one to write with is a really good idea. In fact, I rarely go anywhere without that. I think that's a great idea to have. Um, a radio. You can get a crank radio. L.L. Bean has radios. You can even get a solar radio. Radios are a great way to stay in touch and hear if there's anything you need to be hearing. A rope and a cord. Now, this may sound funny to some people, but I have a rope and a cord underneath my bed along with a hard hat. Why do I have that? Number one, from my training. Number two, because in the land of earthquakes, if you got stuck somewhere, you might want to repel. If you wanted to get down off of a second story, out of a second story window, a rope might be handy. Um, A hard hat, because if things are flying all over the place, you could get conked in the head, and that's the end of that. So all these things may sound silly until that, that day happens. But there's a reason they train this way, and there's a reason they have these things. So it's, it's an idea. I put flashlights in between my mattresses, my, my box spring and my mattress, and a pair of sneakers with socks in, and they're always there. They've been there for years. That way, when things are bouncing across the room, which I've been a part of before, you can grab them quickly and put them on because if things are broken or shattered, you don't want to walk out of the room with broken and shattered glass under your bare feet. So just an idea. Um, Let's see. Toilet paper. Some toilet paper, toothbrush and toothpaste, a towel, watch, and an alarm clock. All that's really great. You know, we're all connected today, but what if that connection goes down? Are you capable of living in a non-connected world a la technology? What about people that are addicts? What if you're addicted to your medication? You're addicted to alcohol. Addicts can come off alcohol overnight cold turkey. Sometimes they can die. So it behooves you to really kind of think of your situation or someone you know or someone around you. If you need medications, you need to have that in your pack as well. If you are addicted to something, you may want to consider how you make your bag because, you know, it might be affecting your health over a few days if you aren't continuing, for example, like someone who's drinking. They, they often need to detox carefully off of that, and it could cause real, real health issues. You don't want to be outside stranded with a health issue like that. Um, food items, vacuum pack soups and meals, peanut butter, um, energy bars, nuts and seeds, olive oil. I would say coconut, coconut oil in a, in a jar now, coconut oil, maybe not even a jar in a plastic tub, vitamins and herbs. How about some of these for vitamins and herbs? Absolutely. Hands down black walnut for parasites. Black walnut herb is one of the best go-to things for parasites. Maybe some um, wormwood and cloves. I like thieves spray. I've talked about that in the past. I like blue vervain, which you can get at Nature Sunshine. The herbs that I'm about to list off, you can go to the Making Life Brighter website to the store and check out the Nature Sunshine store and you can get it there. But vitamin herbs. So echinacea, um, maybe cayenne pepper. Cayenne pepper is really great for healing. Golden seal, vitamin C, arnica oil or gel. Um, Podiarco lotion, 
Very few people know about that, but podiarco lotion is great for any kind of stings and um, bug bites, things like that, all that kind of stuff. So podiarco lotion is one of the best. Um, podiarco is great for cleaning your blood. It's great for mutating bugs. It's great for building your immune system. It's good for candida. Oh, my gosh, we're going to have to continue this. We're out of time. Next week, I have a special guest for you who's on the cutting edge of technology. And wait till you meet this fella. We're going to continue this, and I'm going to talk to you more about longevity herbs and preparedness and what you need and what can keep you younger, stronger, longer. Go make somebody's life brighter today. Go jolly, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Making Life Brighter on the Health and Wellness Channel. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 10 a.m. For information, inspiration, and education with leading experts in healing and consciousness. For more information and a complete show schedule, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, successfully helping you feel better from the inside out. Go Jolly! Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.